You are listening to the Anchor Podcast version of the Open Line Radio Show. This show is edited. Uh, unions will push back, will fight back, but we have got to stand strong and, 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 and disallow this kind of conduct. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. And, and you, you stated about, you know, that's just scratching the surface. That, that, exactly. That, that's all that's being done because uh, this has been going on uh, for decades, particularly, uh, well, in our beautiful state that we love so much. And, and that's the reason why we bring out all these type of atrocities that has been going on in the state of Louisiana. It's like, uh, oh, the state trooper is going to investigate Nobody investigate the state trooper, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then the first thing that they call on, because I remember when my uh, grandson was murdered, Raymond uh, Shahid mm-hmm. Bonnet Jr. in Iberia Parish Jail uh, under uh, Tommy Romero, the offices of Tommy Romero. I remember asking who else was going to be investigating and they're going to tell me, oh, this, uh, you know, this, uh, nobody else, you know, you got the chief investigator. So. You mean the state trooper uh, won't investigate? Well, the state trooper won't investigate because you have to uh, call them in to investigate. Well, seemed like to me when I did call them, they're going to tell me, oh, well, we can't investigate because we have to be called by the, by the entity itself. I say, what? Get, get, get the H-E-L-L out of here. Y'all all mm-hmm. work together. Well, one of the things I, one of the things I want to add, uh, Sister Elena, is that we have a spate of runaway law enforcement. Uh, if you look at all the major things that have been happening, you got the Baton Rouge PD under fire now. You have, you have so many uh, with the police union trying to control who is in office. You have the half of the narcotics unit were fired or arrested, uh, according to the news report uh-huh. to the advocate. Uh-huh. You have uh, locally, you have in, in this area, we have a, a New Iberia City Marshal, who just got elected? He was uh, brought up on some ch- uh, some serious charges. You have the police chief of Crowley recently. He was brought up on some uh, some charges of uh, malfeasance in the office. You have you you. I got a laundry list of law enforcement, uh, and I like to call it law enforcement going wild. Oversees all of these things in the state of Louisiana, and it, it shuffle these well, same officers back into the different look, jurisdictions. Look, look at Chad Hazelwood Jr. I mean, his father was a big time. Uh, uh, a state trooper retired right. from that. Uh, he takes uh, years ago, and he beat he beat yeah, the he, he was accused he of accessing. Uh, no, well, his no, ma- he yeah. beat up Deshauna right, Mallory. Right. New Iberia City Police. Okay, he beat up Deshauna Mall- Mallory. Old New Iberia City Police. Old City uh, Police. He beat up Deshauna Mallory, who was a young girl mm. at that particular time. He uh, he was this a uh, big old cop, obese uh, cop, still is, and then he takes in. Uh, 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 they found they found a, a not guilty of so say hitting him, and he goes and he works in Lurville at the. Uh, he's a, a whole well, a he, alderman he at Lurville, but before you. Yeah, yeah but, but I'm just saying that, his his his, uh, his his other infractions. Was, that's what I was about he, to say. He was Go a ahead. New Iberia City Police Officer Narcotic Unit. And, then yeah. he worked in tandem with the feds, uh, uh, with the DEA. You're right. And he was accused of using using. The, the, the federal computers that he had access to through as a, as a DA, DEA officer to access information for his private detective business. And now he's a justice of the peace. Uh, he was elected. That's right. the people that serves us. And, and you say he was accused. Uh, well, you he know, was he, accused he, no, he, and, and he was found right, guilty of right, doing that. Right in federal uh, court. Mr. Kevin is on. Um, Mr. Kevin, uh, go ahead with your question or comment. 
Yeah, guys, look, uh, I've been talking about qualified immunity for about the last two years. Look, this is what we definitely need is qualified immunity because a white guy will not kill another black if he know he can be sued and be liable for it. With qualified immunity, it grants them their, their legal rights to kill any black person. You know, as you put on the TV and the news, of the media, it, it always contradicts what they say when it comes to white. Right now, the white people are losing their power. So what's happening right now, they're breaking down and hiring other ignorant white people to run the division over us. The system is now being ran on us, against us, but not for us. And yet still, we still participate in trying to knock down a statue, trying to knock down wording, trying to worry about all those things that was in the past. The future is getting that qualified immunity away from the police association who always back this stuff up. If they would start taking the qualified immunity out of the, 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 the situation and, and get the police union to pay those lawsuits of these people they kill, then you would see them trying to correct their officer. But as long as the taxpayers got to pay for the killing or the murdering of young blacks, no matter what, what female or male, long as this black is all right to kill. But we got to be focused on the real thing, which is qualified immunity. We are distracted with so many little things, and we forget the main thing, which is qualified immunity in this police association. Yes, sir. They are the true sponsors and backs of the Southern strategy. This is used all over the country. Okay, yes, sir. We got to wake up and stick to that. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Kevin. Uh, uh, Miss Elena? I'm here. I'm, I'm listening, and I'm just sh- I'm shaking my head, and I'm saying he's exactly right. We, we don't, the answers to how we solve this problem are very clear. No one should be confused. Qualified immunity allows killing with impunity. We know that. The issue is how do we gain the political will? How do we mobilize and engage our folks in order to push legislation and hold our elected leaders accountable for pushing through legislation that will eliminate it? Removing loopholes to accountability, removing loopholes that allow people to kill and still keep their certifications. Let me tell you something about a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. If I steal someone's money and I do not do my job, guess what happens to my law license? I don't get to continue practicing law. It is a privilege. It is not my right to be a lawyer. It is not my right to be able to harm people and and hurt people with a license. Every other profession. And we say this is a noble profession, right? To be a police officer is one of the most noble and honorable things you could do. And I agree with it. And Mm. I'm not saying that every police officer as an individual is doing this kind of conduct. But if you do, or if you sit by and watch your colleagues do it, and you aid and abet them by doing nothing, you should not have your certification. You should lose your certification. This is very basic. This is very, very basic. And what we need to do is we need to be at the legislature this session. First day of session starts April 12th. You can follow the ACLU. We will tell you when these bills are up for hearing. You should be, every individual who can be in that hearing committee room should be in that room. You should put in a card to testify. You should, you should, you should explain what happened to your grandson. And you should say, that you do not want to see this happen again. And until we hold people accountable for bad conduct, for murder, for violence, 
no matter what color they wear, and no matter what their skin color is, frankly, we're going right. to continue to see this problem. That is ex- that, that that is exactly plain and simple. Right. So, uh, so uh, it's going to the the session starts. April the what? April 12th. April 12th. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And follow the ACLU of Louisiana. We have, we have a, um, we're going to have a really beautiful event coming up. It's called Work Secession. Not W-O-R-K. It's W-E-R-K like twerk, but work. Work the legislative session where we're going to teach you how to become involved, to put a card in, to testify, when to be at the session. If you follow, you can follow us on social media. You can follow our website, laaclu.org. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, ACLU of Louisiana. We will have all the information for you to participate. Also coming up on March 28th, we are going to have a pre-legislative uh, town hall where we're going to be talking with Chairman Ted James, and we're going to be hearing about the 701 bill that we have, which is a, ba- which is a bill to require district attorneys to bring charges in three to five days, as opposed to the 45, 60, or 90 days that they currently have, which would release thousands and thousands of individuals from jail. That's pretrial. But we're also going to be talking about these police bills because Chairman James is is authoring and co-authoring many of the bills that I spoke to you about. You need to be with us on March 28th for our virtual pre-session town hall to learn about this. You need to be with us for our uh, work the legislative session, work the ledge, so you can learn about these things. Follow us, and it will help, will give you this vital information so that you can get involved, so that we don't have to sit on our hands and say, what do we do now? All we can do is complain. All we can do is cry out. No. What we can do is we can show up, we can show out, and we can pass this legislation. Okay, uh, March 28th. That's a Sunday. I'm sorry. I meant to say March 26th. Thank you, Ms. Khadija. Oh. It's going to be, hold on, let me get my, I got a little excited. Oh, yes. Yeah, you, get excited, you get excited on this radio show. I know that. I do get excited. Hold on. Let me, I don't want to tell you wrong. Yes. Just, yes. And, and, and while you're looking here. at that, uh, I want to mention the George Floyd Policing Act that we should support on a national level uh, and the issue with bail reform in the state of Louisiana. I think. Uh, exactly. 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 Um, come on. Come on. Well, well yes. And, uh, Right there in New Iberia. Oh, right there in New Iberia, we had Harry Granger and David Alexander. They served almost 28 years for a crime that they never committed. Uh, I recently seen another segment where this uh, this gentleman, I think he was from Pennsylvania, or that he served uh, uh, either uh, six decades or seven decades being incarcerated. It cost the state uh, $3 million to keep him incarcerated for a crime that happened when he was a juvenile. And he was, he was only there, you know, he did not do the actual stabbing. Uh, he was only there and they incarcerated him for almost 60, uh, 60 years. You're listening to uh, radio station KIEE 88.3 FM and KOCZ 94.9 FM. You, we have on the line, uh, Miss Elena Odoms, the executive the director of the Louisiana ACLU, always bringing some good information. We And, again, we want to salute her in Women's History Month as one yes. of the pioneers. I, I seem to think that she's changing uh, people's perception of uh, groups, in uh, legal groups in Louisiana and, 
we she's at the forefront of, of doing some different things. That's that's what I say. That's what I say. Oh, thank you so much, Brother Jay. That makes me feel so good. I appreciate it. Anything we can do to 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 change the face and frankly just to get closer to community and to do our do our job really to represent the people who are um I think most in need of the help. And so I do have that date here for you. Yes. We have uh, the justice can't wait ending Louisiana's pretrial incarceration crisis featuring representative Ted James on Thursday, March 25th at 6 PM. And you can join us for that virtual kickoff event. It's going to be a panel discussion. We're going to have opportunities where we're going to be talking about the legislative session. We're going to be talking about, all of the bills that I talked to you about and, and getting people energized about this session coming up. So all you have to do is go to ACLU.Louisiana. Uh, That's where we are on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. You can go to our website, LAACLU.org. That's where you'll find all of this information. And we hope to see you there. This is going to be really important. Okay. And you have to uh, pre-register for it uh, on yeah. Thursday, March 25th. Yes, there's a link that you can go to. If you go to Instagram, you can find the link. If you go to Facebook, you can find the link. And also, if you can go to our website, and you can get the link there too. Any updates on any updates on the George Floyd policing as as it relates on a national level? You know, I'm hoping that we, frankly, we have the same situation. I think a little bit better, hopefully, at the national level. But but the same political issue. We we know the kinds of of. Uh, accountability ha that have to be in place around qualified immunity, around eliminating loopholes for people who violate policy on issues like chokeholds and knee braces and things of that nature. This is all the same, same thing that I just told you. It is how do we find the political will as a nation with the, our elected officials to be able to push this through? And that's where we keep coming up against the, the difficulty. But I'm confident. I mean, we have some dynamic leaders in uh, in in our 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 Congress right now, and also in the Senate, dynamic leaders, and thankfully, you know, and Kamala is a, is our she our tiebreaker now. Uh, that that's an amazing amazing opportunity. And I would say, look, if we have a chance of passing this, it has to be in the next two years, while the Democrats continue to hold majorities exactly. in the House need to have, uh, you know, an equal position in the Senate. We if it's going to happen, it has to happen now. It has to happen now. That's and, right. Right, and we don't know we don't know the no house bill num numbers, but we do have sponsors. That's what you've stated. Oh yes, absolutely. And I can get y'all. Um, I can get you those numbers. Well, I know our our bill is uh, House Bill forty six. That's on the seven hundred one release. But I can get you all those policing numbers, and you can share those bill numbers with your uh, with your uh, listening audience. Absolutely. Yes. Any other. Any other major uh, legal issue that uh, the people of Louisiana, uh, uh, you guys are, are into or be talking about besides uh, the criminal justice issues? Any oh other major uh, the AC, uh, ACLU is? Well, yeah, we'll call her right quick. Call let, let us go to okay. this call her right quick. Okay, yeah, all right. Call, call yeah, absolutely. You have a question or a comment? This is Mr. Kevin again. Look, y'all gave some shout-out to cops, and, and y'all was wrong for doing it because if you're a cop – and you witness another cop doing unjust things to people, and you don't say nothing. You're part of it. And, and our biggest thing is we got to stop letting these people think they're doing their job by being quiet. They work for the people. They are public servants. But, look, my, my condolences go out to Clyde Kerr and his family. He was a black sheriff officer who shot himself at the place 
that gave him the conviction that he told about uh, Mark Garber, the sheriff over there, and, and how they, they don't care about blacks, and they, they, they keep doing the same thing over and over. And then Reggie Thomas, the city marshal, who, who he doesn't work for, needs to apologize to this man for letting these white guys come and make him look, try to look mental. You know what? This is what we got to stop. Well, I usually have a, a, a say so against that, but you know, Mr. Kevin hit it right on the right on the uh, right on the head. Uh, but I also want to say is that we, you know, we we do know that uh, there there is one or two good cops. There's a couple of cops that's in there that are semi good or or just seeing the other the are turning the other way and everything. And we got to appeal to them that. I don't care if that's your brother, uh, your mama, your uncle. It doesn't really matter. If he, if he, if he or she is a no good, rotten cop, then you need to uh, dial the four one one or nine one one. You need to tell on them, Miss um, Elena. I agree. I, I I do agree. I think silence is violence in this case, and I think the blue wall and protecting uh, the you know fraternal order of police and simply you know, keeping quiet. People, people think that when you don't act, that's, you know, I'm not doing anything or I'm not saying anything. Mm. There are two ways to commit lies and there's two ways to commit an act. You can either, and it's, it's called an act of commission where you're doing something where it's clearly an affirmative act. And then there's an act of omission. And we all know that simply being silent and simply doing nothing in the face of grave injustice and violence and murder, that's doing a lot. You're not speaking up and not standing up and not saying anything. And we have to eliminate. That's a cultural issue among yes. police. Snitches, you know, we, you know, they talk about, you know, oh, gangs are the worst kind of people because they have all these codes of silence mm-hmm. and things like that. The police have the same thing. They sure they do. The same, the same thing about snitches get stitches and all that. You can't be somebody to rat other people out. It's the same thing. And uh, we have to stop with these. I, I don't know. We have to stop. Thinking that people aren't people just because you put on mm. a uniform, you swear that you're going to protect people, doesn't mean that you don't have the same vulnerabilities that everyone else is. Which means to lie, to cheat, to steal, to do things dis- dishonestly. Mm. It's not everyone, but it is many, and it is a culture is one where if people, if other officers see that kind of conduct, it is very, very difficult for them uh, yes, to bring information. Okay, we have a call. Call, do you have a question or a comment from Miss Elena? I have basically a comment. You know, uh, as always, you'll always have an interesting program that come on KIE. And I want to thank you guys for bringing uh, such a lovely program to the airwaves. But my thing is, as uh, long as we're going to have corrupt cops <laughs> in office, I call it clan justice. Is the clan that's done injustice to us. And I, I don't want to have uh, convenient amnesia or anything like this. <laughs> this is why I'm saying this is what it's all about clan justice. If we get rid of clan justice, we might get rid of injustice. And long as we have injustice, as far as I'm concerned, is clan justice. We could go back to 1965. You understand me? At the end of that bridge, of the Selma Bridge, it was all clan members that traded their sheets and their pillowcases for 
badges, guns, horses, dogs, water hoses. So now, and it's still going on today, but it's going on in a lot more modern uh, attitude than what it used to be. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. I'm concerned to Wallace Senegal. Thank you. You approved that message. And I approved that message. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, did you hear him, uh, Miss Elena? I did. And and then once again, I, I completely agree. I feel like sometimes that we um we just we keep saying the same things and we we all agree with them and we know what needs to be done and we just we shake our heads and we say, This is what we need to do. And so that's why I just want to come back to we have a way. To, yes. to actually make some of these rea- you know, reforms real. And so that's why I just want to keep engaging everyone who says that they, they want accountability, that they want to end the racist policing, that they want to end qualified immunity, that they know these are the issues that need to be brought to the forefront. I need you to be with us this legislative session. I oh. need you to be with us. On March the 25th. Okay, what's going on? What time and what is going on on March the 25th? That's that's a Thursday. Yes. Now, that is the official virtual town hall that we are going to have with Representative Ted James and a few other of our community leaders. We're going to have Derwin Button, who is the chief of the public defenders in New Orleans. Um, we're going to have someone who's been directly impacted by pretrial incarceration. So this is dealing with the bail issue. And then we're going to talk generally about some of these policing bills as well. So uh, this is a virtual town hall. It starts at 6 p.m. You can register on the website. You can register in the link on Instagram. Um, and you can learn about all of these issues and how you can participate. And then we'll give you more information at that time during that session. We'll give you more information on our work, The Ledge, which is another virtual town hall where we'll be talking and giving you specific tactical advice specific days that you need to be at the legislature if you can, ways that you can learn how to participate in committee hearings and testify and submit green cards or submit red cards, ways that you can actually get involved and how to go about doing that. We will be giving you all that tactical advice in our next uh, town hall. So if you can get, get become a member, yes. it's very easy to become a member, get looped in with us, and then you can start to find out all this information about how you can get involved. The, the ACLU has filed several lawsuits, and I, I don't know if one deals in this area in Lafayette. Uh, I, I don't know if you could speak on that, but if, if, you, if, you, if you can tell us how many lawsuits are, what the lawsuits are about. if you Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've just filed yes. four lawsuits, as a matter of fact, across uh, the, the – they're in the Eastern District, I believe, all four of our lawsuits. But these are four individuals who've all experienced uh, police violence. Various different various different scenarios. One is a young woman who was driving an Uber car, uh, was dropping off her passengers and was uh, accosted by a police officer. And when she spoke up and said that the police officer should be helping her instead of harassing her while she was trying to work, the police officer uh, dragged her out of the car and beat her. Um, you know, there are there are more facts and circumstances like this that happen to people every day in the state of Louisiana. I'm sure our community that's listening, they already know this, but the difference is 
usually you're not able to find representation for a case unless you've had some kind of grave mortal, you know, wounding, or unless you have unfortunately have lost your life, family member having to bring a suit on your behalf. But what we're doing with Justice Lab, which we've already received hundreds and hundreds of complaints from around the state, is we're filing suit on behalf of individuals who've had even very minor interactions with the police where their rights have been violated. But we want to do that because we want to send a message that each and every time you violate a citizen's rights, whether it be dragging them out of a car, smashing their face up against the ground, pushing them, um, treating them in ways that violate their human and civil rights, we are going to file suits. So we filed four suits in the last week or week and a half, two weeks, all uh, with individuals who have experienced this kind of conduct. I'm sorry. Oh, my mic was down. Yes, one of the things that uh, people are concerned about is uh, how long does it take? Uh, I mean, the, the repercussions that when you file a, a complaint, there's no uniform uh, standard uh, filing complaints uh, in the state of Louisiana. And, and given it, my discussion with people, uh, the, the, the things that happen with Troop F out there in North Louisiana, People are not prone to going and, and, and filing a, a, a complaint with internal affairs because they say the, 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 the rub is that the Louisiana State Police is, is the people that are being put in uh, under the scrutiny uh, or being written about in the uh, major newspaper like the Advocate in Time Picayune. Uh, so people say, feel they cannot go to any, any other uh, government organization to complain about law enforcement. So that is one huge problem, right? So the it's almost like the fox guarding the hen house yeah. in this case, where the um, Louisiana State Police are the folks who are doing the independent investigations of what's happening at the local levels. And so, right, like that's why I said earlier when I used the word conspiracy, I really meant it. That means when individuals are working together to do, you know, to commit a crime. <laughs> and in this case, we have many, many individuals who are working together to conceal evidence to either turn off body cameras, to, um, to avoid uh, appropriate investigation, to, to lie to families, to lie to people, to all kinds of stuff. And then they're getting this protection, you know, from another agency like the Louisiana State Police, who we know have their own issues, very, very deep, terrible issues. I certainly would not want the Louisiana State Police doing independent, quote unquote, independent investigation of any situation that happened. Uh, to me or my Sister, family. Sister Lana, you want to take this last call uh, before, before you run? Sure. Call sure. it. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I mean, I want to make a comment uh, concerning to the attorney that's talking. What I would like to see, when you got time like that with police brutality and stuff like that, I'd like to see other police come forward and arrest them till they're doing a beating. Like in George Floyd's case, they just stood there and watched the guy. Why they couldn't arrest a police officer? They can do such thing, can't they? Yeah, so I mean, as you can see, I think police officers can be can be arrested. They absolutely can be, and uh, they've uh, you know, officers have been arrested. Um, the BRPB, excuse me, BRPD officers, the narcotics officers who were breaking the law and 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 violating people's constitutional rights were arrested. And I think, listen, the whole issue that we're talking about 
uh, with regard to the law enforcement officer's bill of rights deals with their administrative, uh, how they're treated administratively. But we're talking about criminal cases. I mean, what you are actually talking about is the will of the district attorney. Do you have a district attorney that is willing to hold police accountable in the moment and to actually bring charges against them? And that is one of the issues that we've spoken about before, where we have a very unholy alliance between police and prosecutors. And so you see a lot of times prosecutors are not willing to bring charges against police, which means they will not be arrested. So that's another area that we have to really look at how, what is the, the level of impartiality of the district attorney to be able to be strong enough to, in a situation where it's clear that an officer has, has murdered someone wrongfully, has, has done an unjustified uh, killing of someone, is that, are they willing to actually charge the individual and are they willing to hold that individual um, and, and arrest that individual for those charges? Yes, yes. And sister, uh, I know we have to wind it down at the top of the hour. And uh, anything else you want to add uh, and, and how to, again, to give, give the, the uh, people of South Louisiana your website and so forth? Yeah, so we're, you, can, you can find us at laaclu.org. Again, that's uh, www.laaclu.org. I hope you would go on and become a member of the ACLU of Louisiana you can find all the information about the March 25th event, our Work the Ledge session. Uh, we're really excited about partnering with you. Um, always, always a pleasure to be with you, Brother Jay and Sister Khadija, and to the listening audience. Um, we love you, and we um, we want to stand with you. We want to partner with you in creating real change for our people in the state of Louisiana. I know we can do it. We just have to get organized. Oh, yes, yes, we, we definitely can and will do it. Uh, we want to thank you so very much for the continuous uh, work that you do on behalf of those of us who uh, uh, in, in Louisiana, those of us that, that don't have the ability to talk for ourselves and uh, continuously doing things on behalf of uh, our people. You know, we, we, we've got to, we got to uh, stress that. It's my pleasure and my honor. I, I'm happy to do it, and I'm happy. I, I'm always happy to see folks um, all the time out in the community, and so we're we are we're going to be out there, and so we hope to see you. Okay, and now you you have a phone bank, or what else it is that you have uh, that's going to be distributed for uh, April the twelfth? Because, like you stated, that uh, we need some we need to be out there. Yeah, so if you just, if you, if for folks who want our Justice Lab contact information, that could, that could be helpful too. In case you've had a situation involving the police, I'll give you that information. Our phone number is 504-522-0628. That's extension 129. Again, 504-522-0628, extension 129. Or you can email Justice Lab, that's J-U-S-T-I-C-E-L-A-B, at laaclu.org. Otherwise, just go to our website at www.laaclu.org and you'll be able to find all the information that I just shared. Yes, and thank you so very much. And we look forward to uh, getting getting you back on and making sure that uh, for the for the virtual uh, uh, meeting that uh, people are aware of it. Also, uh, for the meeting that we need to be uh, April the 12th, where we need to be at, eight, at in Baton Rouge. We're going to uh, send out uh, information before I'll, that. I'll send you. Yeah, I'll get you all the information Please. to disseminate. 
Okay, yeah, thank you so much. I promise. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, some flyers. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you so much. No Bye. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was uh, Executive Director of the Louisiana ACLU, Elena Odoms, with some great information on the Justice Lab and policing.